The Ministry of Love Justice steps in during the critical moments between freedom and slavery with a system of transit monitoring that dares to believe that together we can prevent the next victim from being trafficked. Now a Nebraska native, Hannah Munn has served with the ministry, formerly known as Tiny Hands International, for seven years. Her current role is as Director of Compliance. Hannah, welcome back to The Morning Conversation. Thanks for having me. It's always a good, exciting day when I get to connect with you guys. Yeah, so, you know, excited to dive in here and getting updates on just the ministry that God's called you into, which is Love Justice. Even as we talk, you are in what country? I'm in South Africa. Yeah, South Africa. So via Zoom, we're having this conversation, which is kind of fun and love technology. Just kind of briefly, give us an overview. How did you come to know Jesus in a personal and real way? Yeah, I grew up in a Christian home and always knew about Jesus. But I wouldn't say I grew up reading the Bible on my own. And and very much of it was I was saturated in Christianity, but had never made that commitment for myself until I was a sophomore at Nebraska Wesleyan. And the way that I describe it is, you know, leading up to this evening where I gave my, maybe recommitted my life to Christ or gave my life to Christ. It was as if the Lord was putting logs in my heart, whether it was a person, a conversation. And then that night it was at a Christian conference in Denver with Campus Crusade. This speaker was talking about being all in and referencing the scripture about not being lukewarm. And as that language of being all in and committed, I that's how I do a lot of my life. And so I was like, man, felt really convicted by that. And this Holy Spirit just came in and lit this fire in my heart. And that's where everything changed for me. It was, I even get goosebumps thinking about it. Just the entire trajectory of my priorities, they completely reshifted around, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? Which is just funny thinking about it now, (laughs) knowing where I'm at. And it was so genuine and so pure because it was just, they gave this time for students to respond to this message. And I just remember huddling like on the floor in this hotel conference room and being like, okay, Jesus, I'm in. I remember over the years, I had the opportunity to serve with the Ministry of Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And I used to remember at times just tell them like, God knows your heart. If you're at that place, literally all it takes is just saying yes to God, not about all the words and all the whatever, right? So that's what I'm hearing you say. You're like, I'm in. And that was your expression of faith. And God responded to that. And uh, yeah, did begin that internal work again, because coming to know Jesus isn't about some external thing that we begin to do or try to not to do, right? It becomes this internal work of the spirit as we are walking in relationship with Jesus and he changes us from the inside out. That was what was so cool about that experience is it was, yes, Jesus, I'm in. And then ever since, but particularly in that first year was just this hunger for reading scripture for the first time entirely by myself, praying out loud for the first time entirely by myself, having like visions of like experiences with Jesus and being in the same room with Jesus. Like these things that several years out now I can see was the spirit. That was the spirit moving inside of me and cultivating this relationship with Jesus where I started to learn what does he sound like? What is relationship with him look like? What does it look like to respond to a calling? It, I just couldn't get enough of it. It was 
early mornings, opening up my Bible, wanting to talk about it in every conversation that I was having and just could not stop word vomiting about, (laughs) you know, getting to know Jesus and how he was working my life. And he was sending people in and like friendships and community. It was just a really fun time, super fun time for me. Brings me back to my uh, early days with Jesus as well. Same, very similar experience, right? Just a hunger for his word. Again, it's one of those things. It wasn't like I have to start reading the Bible because I'm now a Christian. It's like, no, I want to know Jesus. I want to know who he is and what he wants for my life and how I navigate this world in relationship with him now. And I was just starving for it. And I think, again, I think about that verse, like newborn babes long for the pure milk of the word so that you might grow. I remember first time reading that uh, verse going, yes, that's what's happening to me. That's like, I'm like a newborn babe and I'm a longing, I'm hungering for God's word because I want to grow, right? So that's what I hear you saying. And Hannah, you serve and have served for a number of years with a ministry called Love Justice. So first of all, give us a quick high level view of what is Love Justice. Love Justice is a Christian nonprofit ministry whose mission statement is sharing the love of Jesus Christ by fighting the world's greatest injustices. And we believe that one of those greatest injustices is human trafficking. So that makes up a large part of our operations, but we don't identify as an anti-trafficking organization simply because the greatest injustice could change tomorrow. And we want to be humble and soft to move where the spirit is leading within the scope of that mission statement. What was the starting place of going from a normal trajectory of life and, you know, just be a normal Nebraskan, you know, growing up here and to the work that God's got your hands to now? I think what happened is he gave me a brokenhearted anointing for the victims of human trafficking. And so connecting back to the story of coming to know Jesus a year later, being at another Christian conference where I heard a real story of a girl who was my exact same age, who was living a drastically different life than I was. In fact, all of my greatest fears was this girl's reality. And I, that was one of the only times where it was so clear that the spirit was like, this conversation and this talk is for you. Listen up. Having to kind of sit there and reconcile, God, what is the difference between her and me? And I just heard him saying like nothing in my eyes, but yet I was born into immense privilege and not, that's not everyone's reality because of the brokenness of this world and and sin. And I just remember walking away from that conversation thinking, I can never again say that I didn't know. I found out about the Rwanda genocide for the very first time in undergrad And I remember telling my parents, did you know that this was happening? Like, what was that like? And and thinking like, man, where were people? And I wanted to be able to say several years from now, when my kids are like, when they hear about human trafficking and they say, mom, what did you do about that? Where were you? I get to say like, we were there. On the front line. We were in the thick of it. (laughs) Yeah. I think a lot of people are in a position where they hear, but then kind of walk away saying, that's really interesting. That's really, um, I'm glad I heard that. But I was just so moved that it materialized into action. Hannah, as we've said a couple of times this morning, you're coming to us from South Africa right now, serving with the Ministry of Love Justice. Why South Africa? What was strategic about locating there? Yeah, there's a number of different factors involved in that, but I'll kind of give you a summary of the most important ones. 
One being most of our operations were growing in Africa. We've been in Asia for over 20 years, and there was a growing need to support and be in closer proximity to our other new baby countries. And simultaneously, we're also pursuing pilots in South America. And so that feeds into the second kind of main reason why, which was being in a time zone where we can work a day while reaching both Asia and America and all of these different time zones within that working day to create a healthy work-life balance. And then three, the growing hostility towards Christians in Hindu fundamental countries is growing more and more each day. And so it was becoming a little bit unpredictable, was becoming a little bit um, just unknown what that would look like in Asia where we were previously based. And so all of those things combined and where the direction of the ministry was going, our top priority was we need to be close to the work. We need to be in close proximity of those we're seeking to serve because the minute we become disconnected, we're going to not be as strategic. We're not going to be as insightful. We're not going to have the experiences on the field to inform the direction that we're moving in. And that's what made South Africa really strategic is we have operations here and it's a very, it's a nation very friendly to Christianity. Hannah, a number of years ago, we had the privilege of partnering with Love Justice here at MyBridge Radio. The MyBridge Radio family really came around and we were able to be a part of helping to build border monitoring stations in Nepal at that point to help intercept victims of human trafficking. So give us some updates. So there's a number of people I'm sure listening that were part of that work. So can you give us an update on what's going on from the things that we were involved with? What I have really seen since our last morning conversation is what we started in Nepal served as the foundational model that we are replicating in now over 150 stations. So the 18 seed stations, if you will, mapped out what this was going to look like for Love Justice. I think that donors were a part of that too. Donors were a part of continuing to invest in those stations, continuing to invest in the strategy and the model. And because of that, we're now seeing that multiply. We're seeing the fruit of that multiply too. And we are seeing exponential growth with our impact and data. We had someone a couple of years ago kind of prophetically pray like this wellspring of water coming out of Nepal. And that was before all of this explosive growth had happened. And we've really seen that to be true. This might be a little bit like jargony, but... We documented all of our processes. We tested, trial ran, just really put the model through the ringer. And it was out of Nepal that we created this model that we felt like the Lord was really putting on the founder's heart. And then that copy and pasted into all these other stations. Simultaneously, Nepal is still one of our most impactful fields in terms of impact. And by impact, I mean intercepts, arrests, filing cases, and 
the MyBridge donors made that possible. Hannah, a few moments ago, we were talking about numbers and processes and all those kind of things. And we've talked about just the need in general. So give us a story of a life that was impacted through the work of Love Justice and, and even the work of the border monitoring stations. We recently had a donor trip to Asia where our teams actually got to lead some Bible studies or some time of ministry with women in the brothel. And there was this woman who now had a grown child and said, where were you guys when I was at the train station in India with my newborn and was approached by a potential trafficker who offered me this job that I never wanted and now can't get out of. And that was the first time that our team was like, wow, our work has an impact And she sees that and is asking, not in the accusatory, but like, man, my life would have been so different if you guys were there the day that I was approached by a trafficker. That's what keeps our teams going of like, just those stories on both of them are from the perspective of having experienced that exploitation. But that gives us the hope that our current preventative work and the stories of the the people that we're intercepting right now is powerful in the kingdom and in kingdom currency. Hannah, you mentioned earlier about this explosive growth that's happening within the Ministry of Love Justice. Get us in connection with that a little bit more. About six years ago, we were probably averaging anywhere from 200 to 300 intercepts a month. So people who had been prevented from traveling to potential exploitation, we always refer to potential victims as potential because we never know for sure what would happen at that final destination, but we have a questioning protocol and different tools that help our staff determine is someone at high risk of trafficking or is there actually some evidence that they're in the process of being trafficked. Six years ago, we were averaging 200 to 300 potential victims a month, intercepting potential victims a month, maybe a handful of arrests. But in 2022, we saw over a thousand intercepts in a single month. And we're having maybe 50 some arrests in a month too. And of course, I'm averaging over the course of the year. But from that to this, and then all of the the numbers in between, it's like, man, the Lord is just giving our staff favor in a lot of these conversations and discerning hearts to know when to approach someone. Boy, if you could save one from the life that's in, was facing them, if they go ahead and get trafficked and, and you just go, wow, that one would be powerful, would be like amazing with, and to go, okay, multiply that by a thousand every month. We often talk about how love is never idle in the face of injustice and how that love is both in action, in intervening, but also in sharing the gospel, because we could intervene in someone's life physically, but how much more of an eternal impact is it when our staff get to share the gospel and that potential victim, their life is changed forever by Jesus. In 2023, our goal is to mobilize a spiritual care coordinator in every one of our countries. I'd be lying to tell you that every single PV that we intercept hears the gospel, but it is very much a leading and a prompting and a, and a sensing. And so these spiritual care coordinators are going to be working with our teams on the ground to do that even better. And I love that that is a priority of the ministry because in the midst of being 
an organization that's highly committed to data-driven decisions, data collection, putting an organizational goal into discipleship, prayer, and sharing the gospel. I love that. And that's what keeps me at Love Justice. Hannah, we've talked a lot about Love Justice and the ministry and what's going on and what's beginning to go on. But kind of before we let you go, as you look into the future, what's the long-term vision for Love Justice? Yeah, I think that Love Justice is really aggressively looking at what are impact multiplying strategies, because we had a very frank and real discussion maybe two years ago around, is our work actually making a difference and a dent in the estimated global slavery number, which I think has even increased in the last two, three years to 40 million or somewhere in that neighborhood. And we broke it down of how many intercepts a month would we have to get to crack into that. And it was like 100,000 intercepts. <laughs> I was like, man, we just we we don't have the staff capacity, the budget. What do we do? And, and that just, I think it put us in a really great space to think, where can we maximize impact? Doing what's with little and putting the least amount of resources that we can have, but that has multiple impacts. And so we talked about partnering with other organizations and having a partnership model. We are piloting some police liaison trainings where we are training police on how to do transit monitoring. We are exploring app opportunities, having an app that people could use to follow a series of questions to determine is the employment that they're seeking safe? Is it above reproach? And is it setting them up well for success? As well as just having... um, an all-inclusive, fully loaded dollar per intercept. And we have a goal for internally, we want what we want that number to be of we want to be spending this much per intercept to continue to be in line with our core value of do much with little and allocate by impact. Well, Hannah, it has been so good being able to catch up with you this morning and hear once again about the work of God through the efforts of your team with Love Justice. Thank you so much for being with us this morning, and thanks for part of your evening there in South Africa. I get joyful anytime that I get to connect with you guys, get to connect with my bridge. I'm always listening to my bridge when we're in the States have so many heart connections with your team members. It's truly an honor and a pleasure to hopefully honor the Lord in sharing some of these stories.